Live from Peter yeah. Thiel's non-organic, inhumane, lactose-stuffed, caged beef cheeseburger emporium. <laughs> it's a very special Woke Data Wednesday. Joined, as always, by the lurker and the madman. Oh, I know you hate that. Oh, I'll change it. I'm a member of the CCP. I just learned that today. I'm, I'm, oh. I'm officially a member of the CCP. Just my enemies list. In today's very man-flavored bag called April 13th, 2022, Peter Teal's stuttery ESG insurrection. That's it. That's the show. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot. And for all you fans out there who, who are desperate for shorter shows, maybe I apologize for today. Today might not be as short. So I'm really just talking about one of Matt's dumb friends. But we'll try to get back to like normal short form <laughs> shows. But here's the thing. We discovered this speech by Peter Teal... He was the keynote speech at the Bitcoin 2022 conference, and we just we just felt like we had to go over it. We had to do it, so we're doing it today. It was actually sent to us by a listener and future fancy expert Andrew Drost, who's who's coming. Yeah, to the thank show, so you, Andrew, for, for which now that we know that you like troll the internet for weird QAnon videos, we're we're even more excited to talk to you. <laughs> but yeah, we got to tap that more. All right. Oh, Emma already has a. Uh, a picture up uh, for those of you uh, watching at home. Uh, th I think this picture kind of sums up the entire speech to me. Uh, and this is the way the video works. You have a little inset there of Peter Thiel, and then you have some goofy pictures that he put together. And this is his one demonstrating the difference between Bitcoin and Ethereum. I, I don't... And, yep. and there's a picture of a guy, I guess a guy in a MAGA hat shooting at the camera with a machine gun. And then what's the other yep. guy? Like a hipster? What is he? No. The other guy is clearly in San Francisco. And what? So he's gay? Is that it? What he is? What is he? Who is he? I think he's just like dorky. I don't know. Urban. Like a tourist. He, I don't no, know. No, he's he looks, not a tourist. He looks weak. Oh. He's weak. But it's he's just weak. Bitcoin is shooting you in the face. Right in the face. With yeah. its strength. I'm yeah. going Ethereum, Ethereum all the way is based on weak. this imagery. Yeah, a big burly bearded dude in a MAGA hat shooting at you. That's what Perfect. Bitcoin That's is. That's what I want. All right. And the uh, right out of the gate, yeah. right out of the gate, the like the first images in this presentation, Peter Thiel is planting his flag, and I care so little about all of you that I'm literally going to make a presentation. It's like I didn't have like an assistant help make it pretty. I literally did clip art from Getty Images, yeah, and I just put some letters it's next creepy. to that. It was nothing. It's creepy mom's basement kind of conspiratorial uh, weirdness. That's what it is. It's really a master class in how to both weave uh, a, a conspiracy theory in with not caring about any visuals at all. All right, so this is Peter Thiel. Uh, remind people who Peter Thiel is, Matt. You, you know, Peter you Thiel him, was yeah. um, one of the founders of PayPal. He's gone on. He was the, the angel investor in Facebook. He was the um, the the angel on Zuckerberg's the shoulder. Zoo, he the is Zuck a, rumor, yeah. He is a um, libertechian, the original libertechian, arguably, um, and he has a number of companies that he sort of got accolited, including he's been an early investor in Airbnb, early investor. He uh, Palantir oh, was one of his companies he founded. Um, he is really anti-government. He is really, really anti, you know, shareholder rights. He's got, he's got, he's a lot of anti. He's anti. <laughs> he's stuff. An angry yes, he dude. Is. And b and before we go over this, what is his connection to Bitcoin? I didn't even look that up. Does he have one or just uh, loves a fanboy? He's, uh, I think he was 
um, early, early in his career, pre-billionaire, um, he loved the idea of not being traceable ever. So I think he, this is like in his blood, the uh, the fanboy blood of okay. Bitcoin. Yeah, he's a great hider. I mean, he for as powerful he is and rich as he is and for the many opinions he has, you don't see him a lot. He's he's very he's pale he's stuttery he hides he's angry he's all those things that i that i love deep down <laughs> all right let's um let, so the video starts with with uh, the peter Thiel background kind of establishes the guru cred right he mm-hmm. he plays an old tape of himself and, and it's really meant to to show you that you know this he knew everything before it was even a thing right he, mm-hmm. yeah. He's the master. He's the Obi Wan Kenobi. Whatever. He's he's the dude, and he and here's where he introduces this uh, concept of monetary sovereignty. Okay. I, I'm sorry. Yeah. You wrote the in the pre-production notes. You wrote the best phrase I've ever heard mm-hmm. for every opening at a conference ever, which is guru grooming. Yeah. Mm. Guru grooming is basically Silicon Valley. Yeah. That the whole construct or is to make you believe, or church, like that this person mm-hmm. is worth fetishizing. Yes, and it's this like slow play up to it. Like, let me show you my genius from before, and let me show you, like, let me indoctrinate you very casually with my weak ass PowerPoint skills, but billions of dollars. It's it is a whole thing, and that's what he's doing. Well, look, that's, that's the conference, and you're right, but it's not like going to watch a basketball game and you see that LeBron James say is really good and it, it, it sticks out to you. Yeah, you have to be told that this guy's important, that he's smart, yeah. that he's better than you, that he knows all. He's you know, <laughs> he he's, starts the he's conference your, with that. Yeah, he's your monetary priest. All right, so uh, <laughs> Emma uh, Emma grabbed some clips for us. I'm not going to play all of them. She grabbed, she grabbed like 14 of them, but I'm not going to... I'm not... I, well, believe that me. That is called production. Yeah, if I had my way... Uh, I would I would run all fourteen. I, I would sit here for would. two hours and do this, but Matt doesn't like that. So no. l- we'll just no, play a few that. clips. Uh, let's start with uh, the guru entrance. So he plays the tape of him as a child, and then he he walks out on stage to a to a thundering something. The grand entrance. Here it is. Come on. Let's do it. Let's do it. Hello. Thank, thank you so much for having me here. It's, uh, all right. You know, well, all right. <laughs> I'm glad that he starts off with a stutter because the dude, I, I'm, I'm not making fun of stutterers. I stutter sometimes. Yes, you are. Uh, this is why I script out some Buzz stuff because it, it removes a lot of stuttering. But the dude just, you know, he's got a bit of a mess. Okay, I want to ask you too. First of all, he's a keynote speaker at this conference, he's Mr. Bitcoin. Rate that applause. What was with that? That didn't sound very thunderous to me. I mean, what was that? It, that sounded was, like applause coming from people who are really into Bitcoin. That sounded really? just about right to me. Like they don't have it. They don't no. have enough muscle power to like actually create an actual. <laughs> like thundering. that requires arm strength. They have yeah. this finger like typing right, yeah, muscles. Yeah. You know. <laughs> so that's actually the sound of four thousand fingers touching <laughs> each other. And Matt, my hats off to you because. At one time you called you called Zuck the incubated goose. Is that what you call them? Yes. Is well, that, yeah. Does Peter Thiel not walk like a goose? Like there's something about that walk. I think you're a genius. 
I, yeah, he not only does it, he actually walks, his walk strikes me somewhere between like Bill Gates, Goosey, and self-loathing. It's like, right, <laughs> well. he really threads that needle really well. In fact, he even, as you listen to him, mm-hmm. he even sounds like a bizarro Bill Gates. Yes. Like he's like Bill Gates' shadow. Oh, like a like little a, bit of, yeah, a little bit of yeah, that. Like a little, 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 like I didn't a know he was a thing. Sesame Street character. Um, yeah, it kind of they is. They all are, Emma. All right. All right. So then he blathers on, talks about, you know, he's got some good corny sections, uh, like what is money? And he says some stuff like it's not as good as toilet paper or wallpaper. Mm. So, you know, he's he's, set, he's really setting you up there. Yeah. As uh, he has billions of it. Yeah. And then he, he has this awkward exchange where he actually he, he, he shows his cash and then he he goes out to the audience and he throws it into the audience and he does he yeah, does he gets do a little bit of a titter for that uh, he's it's creepy it's weird it wasn't a titter it was more a confused yeah. <laughs> so it's yeah. happened and, and the funny thing is it's like <laughs> he's trying to act youthful not like okay. an old man and yet he's he's railing against money like it's not important and what is it and it's it's useless and it's weird none of it makes sense it, it's it's I am so indifferent to money I will throw it into this crowd all three dollars that I brought just don't anyone try and take it from me because I will sue the pants off of you yeah because that's, he's that's he's making some grander point that how how could paper be worth anything it's so weird uh-huh. like what what's the deal with that dude what's the deal paper man <laughs> oh, all right then he talks he goes into PayPal um, I don't know if Emma can pl- t- can actually post these images, but he's got a great old picture of him and our favorite troll, Elon Musk. Uh, you know, because Elon was part of the PayPal mafia, was he not? He was. Here's the picture. Yeah. And speaking of guru look grooming, that, look at that. Yeah. Mm. They look like a pair of future guru groomers in this picture. Yeah. Is it any wonder like... that Elon's like one of his uh, ready insults is pedo guy? He's he's calling a a, a, a hero who who was a diver who saved miners. He was he was calling him a pedophile. Is mm-hmm. it any wonder yeah. looking at this picture that this is where his his weird troll mind goes to? <laughs> just putting it out there. I'm just putting, you don't have to answer that. It could be rhetorical. <laughs> no, I'm not going to. Okay, uh, this this is why I pulled this section because uh, he talks about how they probably got a lot very wrong at PayPal and that for example they didn't even know the difference between the U.S. Treasury and the central bank. Uh, and I, I think he means the Federal Reserve, right? There's no central bank. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So. Yeah, it's, it's the Federal Reserve. Yeah. So my bigger point here is that uh, just a reminder, maybe just a subtle reminder to people who should be paying attention is that he doesn't know what's going on either. None no. of these people know what's going on. No. Actually, it was really heartening to see that part because we're a startup. And we don't know what the hell we're doing. Yeah. No. Um, and apparently, you can not know that what the hell you're doing <laughs> and make billions of dollars. Wait, really? Is that where we're heading towards? <laughs> Over my so, dead body? Where I, I hope no. to be keynoting Bitcoin 2029. Oh, I, I, would, I would love that. All right. So let's get on to the to the real heart of this. Um, there's, a, again, yeah. there's a lot of nonsense. But here's why we really pulled this is we get to the battle. This is about an 11-minute mark. And the battle... Uh, Look, he, he spends about 10 minutes warming you up, creating the enemies, all that. Uh, and then at the very end, he tells you who the battle is and what to do about it. But let's get to the let's get to where he first introduces the term uh, woke. Uh, play clip number seven, Emma. But even being in a stock, you're effectively 
um, in something that's like a government-linked entity. Companies, woke companies, are sort of quasi-controlled by the government in a way that Bitcoin never will be. And, uh, and in that sort of a world... Um, Okay, so here's what he's doing here. He establishes that he says that Bitcoin is always the most honest market and he's comparing it to the other market, the equities market, which consists of of, of woke companies which are quasi-controlled by the government. That's the that's the setup here. The, the amazing part about all of what mm -hmm. he does for the next like 12 minutes is childish binary <laughs> yeah, battles exactly. yes. of good and evil. Yes. Like... Yeah, that's the whole thing. Yeah, it, it is like he lives in like a, like a, some sort of weird fantasy novel. Well, where it's just like the bad wizard and the good warrior. More than that, you mentioned it in pre-production. You, you talked about he had some reference to Star Wars. And then we started talking about he how does. Uh, Joseph Campbell had the, the what was it? The power of mythology. What was the, what was the series? It was the, the, uh, the hero's journey. And it, yeah, it was the power of uh, I can't remember the name of the book. It's awesome. And, it's a good book. and that that got a lot of uh, uh, airtime during the George W. Bush years because George W. Bush really leaned into this this thought, uh, this good versus evil thing. And and this is yeah, you're right. This is exactly what Peter Thiel does. He comes up with he he comes up with a, a list of enemies. Um, it's it, he says things like this is what we have to fight. We're, uh, we're going to try to expose them. Um, uh, yeah, so you're exactly right. This this is it's just a bunch I, of childish uh, fighting. It is. Bizarrely, yeah, the, the quote he actually says um, uh, from Star Wars is he says it a bit later and he says, this is not the currency you're looking for. Move along, move along <laughs> like like he's a Bitcoin Jedi talking to the evil empire. And it's like I can't decide whether he's smart enough to manipulate your emotions um, and he's like a smart guy manipulating your emotions using black and white binaries. Or he is like George W. Bush, a total moron who simplifies everything into binaries in order to exist in the world. I, Either way, the whole thing is is like like a child. Yeah, him. there's there's no winners there. But I think I, yeah, there's I, I, I'm leaning towards the latter there because what struck me was he's calling Bitcoin the most honest market. But then he calls it a political movement. And I'm thinking... The whole idea of politics is that you have to kind of remove honesty from the equation because it's like a diplomatic battle of, of whose ideas should come into power, right? It's not, it, it's, there's nothing, and I'm not trying to make a big political statement here, but that's oh not the nature of politics. It's not about, you know, just laying out the facts and, and, and telling you what's right and wrong. It's about a power struggle. So he's I mean, already contradicting lead, himself. Though. What's that? He, it buries the lead that he is calling, like, basically cryptocurrency the honest market. Yeah. Um, in a way, he's he's right because it does honestly launder money for Russian oligarchs. But in another way, it's literally a haven for, like, whatever behavior you want to do that's dishonest because you're hiding behind anonymity to do it. Right? Like, it's... Yes. And here's here's another quote. Uh, he says there's there's sort of a lot of them. This is when he brings up his enemies list. He says there's sort of a lot of them. They tend to have the sort of nameless, faceless bureaucrat perspective, which is of course one of the ways they hide. And honestly, I can't think of, of a better description of Peter Thiel than a nameless, faceless bureaucrat. Really, I mean, of all the people we cover, we're sort of the most fascinated with him, and he is the one who is who hides the best, right? I mean, he. So he, uh, 
to me, I'm wondering if it was like some kind of existential battle where he was not accepted into some club and so he's angry at them or I, I don't know. But it, uh, yeah, I'll I move mean, on. Yeah. The, you can see actually why Zuckerberg was like as a college dropout, mm -hmm. relatively immature, couldn't get laid according to all the anecdotes, right? Now, this isn't me saying he can't get laid. I'm sure he got laid somewhere and I don't care. But why this would be so appealing. Somebody who else sure, who feels yes. like a deep yeah, outsider who turns things mm -hmm. into binary angry things where it's them yes. against you, yeah. you're against the world. This is a this guru grooming is very like effective. Yes, especially and we pointed this out usually as a joke, but 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 what you don't get when you drop out of college is the understanding of why having a non-binary <laughs> look at life yes. is not the right way to handle it. Right? I mean, it's one of the things that college teaches you the best is the gray area of things right um all right moving on so he introduces his enemy list and this is where he says this is what we have to fight so who are his enemies he really is focusing on three people in particular believe it or not i i really as i watched this video i it, i almost can't believe it like it just seems so silly like it's it's, it's so great. juvenile and the pictures he chooses are ridiculous anyway enemy number one is uh warren buffett okay and what does he call yeah. him? I, I, I have the clip, but I, I unfortunately I forgot to write down. What does he call him? A sociopathic? Yeah. Okay, play the clip. I, I, I think the sort of the, the sociopathic uh, grandpa from Omaha. Okay, okay, <laughs> right. And, and, and what is and, uh, The sociopathic and, grandpa from Omaha. Right, which is making me a little uncomfortable because we kind of agree with them. I mean, you know, a, a, a little bit. Um, a little bit, <laughs> but the the picture is great too. The big picture of Warren Buffett with with the quote rat poison right by him. Anyway, yeah, under uh, his face, yeah. And again, he uh, introduces the concept of wokeness here. He's he he talks a lot about woke companies, um, and he says that they they have some sort of institutional bias. A list of woke companies, and I just think it's fascinating that he's associating Warren Buffett with a list of woke companies. This is the part I don't get. Clearly a man this who's not done his here, homework here. I don't get this. Here's a list yeah. of the woke companies Please. that are subsidiaries of Berkshire Hathaway. Okay. <laughs> they include yeah. Fruit of a Loom, Jordan's Furniture, Duracell, Benjamin Moore, whose logo is actually paint covering the earth. Mm -hmm. It's That's the logo of the company. That honestly, that that Berkshire Energy. These are some of the least woke companies. Yeah. We actually looked at the management groups of all these companies. There's like three women and one black person right. in like 40 companies that Berkshire owns. It's, yeah, it's insane. So as usual, yeah. So he is. A, he does. He uses language very simplistically. He clearly doesn't hasn't done his background research. He's he really again. This is a call to arms. Like this is a battle cry. So. So he is leaning on this sort of old-fashioned, like, us versus them thing. Because, again, clearly this is someone who doesn't really know what's going on. He then goes on this. He makes the case that, that money managers, he's referring to Warren Buffett tapes are in, types, are intentionally keeping things complicated. Because if all you had to do was buy Bitcoin or, or you, you know, it used to be gold, then what would they do? And this is a, a point that we don't necessarily disagree with. Although I'm not saying that we're saying that that Bitcoin is the answer, but <laughs> but uh, I, I hear where he's going with this, right? I mean, we talk about Wall Street in the same way, right? That that they're it they 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 weave a complicated web of craziness just to kind of keep themselves in a job, right? All right. Speaking of yeah. a complicated web of craziness, mm -hmm. we actually have a surprise guest 
joining us momentarily on this show. Okay. Now, Damien Scared. doesn't know anything about this. Yeah. This is true. Th- because um, Emma and I have been trying to organize getting Peter Thiel to join <laughs> us on Business I, w- I don't know why he wouldn't. Now, unfortunately, Peter Thiel was either not available or threatened to sue us for everything that we're saying right okay. now. So we had to we had to go to the next best thing, which is it's Damien's birthday oh, today. Okay. <laughs> what? Yeah. And and we're going to play a little Damien game. We're going to play a little Damien. Um, okay, so you're interrupting my my brilliant Peter Thiel are, piece with a Damien game. We will come back to the brilliant Peter Thiel piece. Okay, I didn't say it was brilliant. I did. In a second, oh. because right now we are joined by Damien's wife, Courtney. <laughs> Hi, <Okay>. Courtney. Hi. <laughs> there she is on the live feed. Yeah. Joining you, us now is yeah. Courtney Cook, Damien's wife and better half, <laughs> to play a brief Damien birthday game. Okay. So awesome. Before she has to go pick up. S- yeah, your sitting by the router, I can see. Yeah, I go know. On, I, let's do I, it. I did that intentionally. Do we come now, now he's annoyed. He's like, "This is making the show no, longer." I, just, uh, I, I was in flow. It's not even <laughs> that. I'm just so I'm so feeble-minded and weak-minded that I feel like if I once I lose the Peter Thiel tramp thought, I'm not going to know how to recapture it. And, well, we'll get back to it. Right, we'll get ahead. back. We'll to get it. back to it. I'm um, ready. I'm ready. All right, Emma, run our game. All Let's do right. it. All right, and just for Damien. Yeah. Although the match game would have been better there. But that's uh, a lot of pass. This is always year. a criticism. Always a criticism. It's his birthday. He's allowed. That's fine. That's right. That's All right. right. Welcome to What Would Damien Say? A birthday game for a birthday boy who did not want to tell me when his birthday was when I asked him specifically. I asked Damien when his birthday was like a month ago, and he literally rolled his eyes and groaned at me and said, why? <laughs> Actually, in fairness... That is what he does when you ask him anything. Almost anything, yeah. yeah. That is yeah. so true. Great <laughs> yeah. points. Great points. All right. Only so I get to ask questions. This is, Damien, because it's your birthday, and My I know plan? you want this to be quick. It's yeah. your birthday. It's true. You're, um, you're yeah. the arbiter of truth. You get to okay. be the arbiter of truth today, and this is okay. a quick birthday game. So I picked four very Damien-esque headlines, and Matt, Courtney, and I are going to pick the headline that we believe to be Damien's favorite of the four, and then Damien <laughs> will... <laughs> confirm or deny as my life look what my life's been reduced to this is what this is what you are this is what you are right. said yeah headline number one heiress abigail disney says billionaires are miserable unhappy people and it's time for change <laughs> the billionaire bashing needs to happen i don't know why we're Ooh. being so polite that is headline Ooh, like number this. one mm-hmm. yeah. disney abigail disney just needs to you know i don't know why she doesn't have a podcast she should well, just say stuff all day on it <laughs> if we ever have a board of directors she, she will be someone we ask absolutely the, yes absolutely. no i'm not, not, I'm not that kidding. we know i'm not her. kidding Oh, I know that you're not kidding. Yeah. We know. And, uh, no, we have zero contact with her, which is great. <laughs> well, I have been to Disney before. All right. Yeah. Headline number two. A bill proposing a four-day work week is moving through Ooh. the California legislature and would target companies with 500-plus employees. That's us. Exactly. <laughs> 501, baby. Yeah. Added the one today. It's Did Courtney. You... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Headline number three. Alcohol sales were on the rocks in Africa. Then along came a twist. (laughs) 
Ha ha. Now, come on. Yeah. Come on, Damien. Come on. Get there. Come get on. There. You like that. All right. Like and it. finally, it, number four, uh, something Jack slightly Dorsey more topical for yeah. Damien's ESG centric brain. Elon Musk was sued by a Twitter shareholder who alleged he disclosed his stake in the social media company too late. All right. Matt, how about you go first? I. Do, uh, Damien's reaction to the alcohol yeah, one. Explain um, that one to me. I don't get that one. Was really disappointing. It's not that hard. It's not it's, that hard. Alcohol sales were on the rocks yeah. in Africa. I get the pun. Then along came a twist. I know, and I you like that. puns. It's just five puns embedded in one Okay, another. fine. That's it. That's the okay, whole thing. <laughs> I think he's really going to be torn between um, four-day work week in Abigail Disney and his. Yeah. Um, because it's his birthday, all he wants is to work less. I'm going to go with four-day work week mm. is the Damien choice. Yeah. Okay. All right. I can go. Courtney. We'll have... I will have Courtney go last because I feel like she's right, the one who's going to be last. the most likely to be correct. she can say something embarrassing. Oh, yeah. So, Courtney, you can say something embarrassing about Sweet. Damien for his Perfect. birthday right after that. All right. I'm... Okay. All right. I'll think about it. Don't I do that by just sitting here? Yeah, go ahead, Emma. <laughs> okay. I originally thought I was going to also go for four-day work week because I would, my other option is also Disney, is Abigail Disney. However, Damien is very fickle about how he feels about rich people talking about other rich people. Sometimes he's like, yeah, get the other rich people. And then yeah. sometimes he's like, you're rich too, screw you. Yeah. But based on his reaction about be asking Abigail Disney to be on the board, I think I'm gonna go Disney. Hmm. Interesting. It's my turn. Yep. <laughs> yeah, turn. arbiter of truth. Okay. Is Courtney the arbiter of truth? <laughs> no, you are in, in the world? end, but Courtney oh. really is. <laughs> what Courtney says you're going to go with. So I have very strong feelings about this. <gasps> I do. Whoa. I'm because, excited. Because as you may not know, may or may not know, I have been laying my little head next to his little head for almost 26 years. Whew, yeah. Which is wow. 26. Wow. Six years. And for that most of those 26 horrible. years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Where's this going? <laughs> Uh, you know, one of the big, you know, issues in our in our dynamic has been the fact that my great grandfather was Walt Disney's yes. mentor. Whoa! What? True. I got a number of Walt Disney originals. It, somewhere in the house, I've currently lost them. I don't know where they are. He doesn't in let the basement. them. He doesn't allow them on the first floor upstairs. Because of the Nazism? <laughs> you know, he's just not into Disney. He's just not. Well, shockingly. <laughs> what, do you think I was a hypocrite? You think that after the show, I'm like dusting the Disneys? Yes. You, listen, listen, honey, I don't even know where they are. We, we got to find them. They're in the basement somewhere. I I'm not even comfortable with a new car. Like, if we had to buy a new car, I would be super uncomfortable driving it. I want Damien to put the Disneys behind him for every I think show. These signed Disneys. I mean, they're like, they're really kind of awesome. I mean, in a certain way. But I get it, Damien. I get yeah. it. <laughs> Honey, I'm with you. In an oh, I know you're with me. Got it. I mean, you're stuck with me. I got it. <laughs> Pretty much. For now and forever. Yeah, so that's been a little source of a shame on my end. But, you know, he's gotten a lot of kicks out of it. Yeah. As mm -hmm. usual, it's all about you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is Courtney. You're coming on every uh, show. Yes, you are. <laughs> I'm feeding our dog little treats of, of, of cheese right now, just to keep him. Okay, As you should. All right. So, Courtney, your pick, your final pick yeah, for Damien's pick? headline is definitely billionaires and Disney. Definitely. All right. Yes. All right, Damien. What is the correct answer? Yeah, look, I drum roll. No. I you know. Look, I <laughs> yeah, feel sorry. Sure. 
I first of all, I feel sorry for Courtney because she she has to hear most of my ranting against uh, these these. That's true. All right, and 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 but and the the other person I feel sorry for is actually Emma because Emma. Emma un- unfortunately understands me now. So, yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to say that Matt, you would be right, Matt. Um, honestly, but that you missed one minor detail about the headlines. I'm really, I think that we should have a three day work week. Oh, I love it. <laughs> and I'm not even kidding. Oh, That's not I meant know. to be for a joke. Like that was my first reaction when I heard four. To, I'm like four. What are we doing? Like why? What? what, what why are we stopping? This is at the four? man I chose yeah. as my business partner. When like I it's first, basically like another marriage. That's what I. This is what I get. Oh, my man. first job out of college, in fact, uh, I was working for a French subtitling company, and, and I worked quite a bit. Like whatever you know, that is, like sixty to eighty hours a week. Sometimes, sometimes even more than that. But I had this 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 grand scheme that I would write down in a notebook, which is that I could work sixty hours over a three day period <laughs> oh with God. like certain bit of naps and then I'd have the rest of the week. I would just I would just power through anyway, I'm I'm and that's not true. I was there, I remember. <laughs> yeah, so would you take answer... like four hour naps hour long naps a day if you're working Yeah, I would okay. some I crazy system that I would keep I'd be fueled on caffeine and cigarettes and I'd just keep plowing through the subtitling. Yeah. Anyway. And I'd be These calling and he wouldn't ideas. be picking yeah. up. That's what would happen. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the answer <laughs> is be texting oh there's no texting then. You'd be yeah, calling be each calling other. And yeah. calling. Missing uh yeah knocking yeah, on the window. Honey. So, <laughs> the the answer so, yeah is clearly yeah, Emma and Courtney are, are right, clearly. Not only because, yeah, it's my favorite thing to crap on billionaires and to crap on rich people to crap on Disney, but also that she's basically telling us that our business is okay. She's basically <laughs> saying that, she, right? Like, we should she have is. her as an investor because, like, this is, we're probably one of the few that beat this drum regularly. So thank you, Abigail Disney. That's so yeah. true. I, w- I would happily reach out to her. And before you go, yeah. Courtney, because I know you have to oh, go get your daughter. Go. Um, what is one thing we should know what's happening with Damien's birthday worst birthday experience one one Hi. make Damien slightly uncomfortable Hi, I don't I'm think I've ruined any of your birthdays have I Ooh. well <laughs> theoretically no <laughs> I ruined and Matt just so, just so the audience knows Courtney knows this about me and Emma probably has already guessed Matt but I'm always uncomfortable yeah I'm well, I know that yeah. I mean uh, that's not the yeah. even not when I'm question. totally relaxed and happy and watching like Curb Your Enthusiasm I'm miserably uncomfortable so. <laughs> that's, what a way to live well, how, does, how do you live with that on a daily basis <laughs> are you constantly comfortable when I met the guy I knew within like oh, 10 seconds this was the one for me I knew it I knew it I also knew I would Uh-oh. never be bored. And that was very important. That's the answer. Very important. She choo- that's the answer. She chooses to be entertained by I do. it. Matt. That's the answer. But sometimes I'm Unlike good. our that's... audience. Although I did kind of rip you a new one the other day. I'm sorry about that, honey. Can I say that? The other day. I mean, yeah, that's the, your... The other yeah. day. I don't know. She's just, she's just totally original. Totally wonderful. I love him. Yeah. And you're making wow. him well, probably biased. uncomfortable by complimenting know, him. So yeah. Yeah, you're doing your worse. job yeah. even better. Well, even worse. This is why Matt is my business partner because I knew there'd be no compliments coming. <laughs> yeah, I never compliment him. I know better than to compliment yeah, he knows him. I don't tell him he's good at anything. <laughs> yeah. No, I know. He'll tell you exactly how he's not. Right? 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah he doesn't need me to not, not get compliment him, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. I got what I yeah, wanted. Got He's moderately uncomfortable. Yeah. No, Courtney, you got thank you for joining us. Happy birthday, yes. Damien. Yes. And let's get back to the rest of this show because oh. it's going to go seven hours long. We'll see, <laughs> see you, you later, Courtney. Bye. Thanks, Courtney. Uh, now I feel stupid talking about Peter Thiel. I mean, oh. even more stupid than I already did talking about Peter Thiel. But thank, thank you. Well, for that. we got to make it quick because I got to go too now. Mm-hmm. It's like All right, seven well, I don't know how to make night. this quick. All right, okay, let's get back to it. Uh, enemy number one was Buffett. Uh, enemy number two, uh, Jamie Dimon. Enemy number three, of course, is Larry Fink. Uh, but I just want to quickly play clip eleven because here's where he introduces his New York bias, and I, I just thought this was just I don't know this interested me. Go ahead, clip number eleven. Um, you know, there's of course. Um, there's of course the um, um, there's of course the New York City uh, banker bias. Okay, well, two things. First of all, everyone should know at this point that when you talk about a New York City banker bias, you're talking about Jewish people. I mean, the New York oh. bias is it, it, it code for. I'm just saying we don't have to talk about it, but for those of us in the know, we know this. But second of all, can I just say that this is where he starts to get extremely stuttery at this point in the speech, is that talking about these people and these things, and this is why I had that clip pulled, because he just beco- he's becoming a stuttery mess. I just thought it was fascinating. He does, when he he talks about like the things in theory, like he shows the picture of a mm-hmm. machine gun and versus like the wayfish Ethereum. He shows you a picture of like Buffett with rat poison under it. But when he has to say their names out loud and, and actually like attack them individually, he doesn't really do that. He kind of like backs, he only talks about it in like theory. It's like, Mm -hmm. he almost talks about the faceless thing and then shows a face of an enemy, but doesn't say anything about him. Put up the Larry Fink, uh, BTC versus ESG picture i'm on mm-hmm, got it um fink is his last enemy yeah this is his last enemy and this is where we'll start to talk about esg um uh for those of you watching live look at come on look at that i mean it's a giant <laughs> picture live it's a giant picture of larry fink with the with the new york city in the background it's beautiful i mean what i mean what the hell all right so so okay this is so this is where he introduces esg the concept of esg surprisingly i mean really the whole speech is amazing and surprising but what, you might as well just play that clip, Emma, because there's a lot to talk about. Uh, the, the, the label they've come up with, and perhaps the real enemy, is uh, ESG. Um, and, um, and which, you know, I, 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 you know, it's always sort of unclear what it means. You know, um, it, you might think of it as not charitable for me to sort of name some enemies here. But I, I think that ESG is just a hate factory. It's a factory for naming enemies. And uh, we should not be allowing them to do that. Okay, before you get going, Matt, can I just say how much I love the circular logic of a guy naming enemies exactly- and then calling out the hate factor that names enemies? Like, they're, these are, all, I mean, this is the greatest thing. I mean, I don't know if the guy, the again, best. I don't know if he's a moron or just like ultra clever, but I don't know what's going on here. It's crazy. I, that's, but that's, that was literally my <laughs> one note was like, the guy is listing enemies yes. out who he hates. Explicitly calling them enemies. Calling them enemies and saying ESG is a hate factory. Because he said ESG is the real enemy here. Yeah. (laughs) It's unbelievable. Uh, He goes on to say that when you think, he said, again, these are quotes, when you think ESG, you should be thinking CCP. And for those of you who don't know, that's the Chinese Communist Party, right? 
Oh, I love it. Yeah. I, this is where I, I like that also. The, like, the deep understanding he has of ESG yeah. is so deep that he doesn't understand that actual ESG raiders and data mm-hmm. and analysts and whatever, they, they have an anti-China bias, yeah, like, exactly. built into yeah. it. Like, yeah. like, they rate China terribly. Like, yeah. th- th- China sucks for everything in ESG. I, I won't go into an ESG rant, but like it's so surface binary, so surface as binary, to be yeah. comical at some yeah, point. It's childish, and 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 you're right to point that out, Matt. Because the thing we, the really the thing for the nerdiest ESG people like me, the reason why we hate China is, is not some geopolitical thing. It's because they don't disclose anything. They hide. <laughs> they are very Peter Thielian. They're they're genius Peter Thiels because they don't. They just don't tell you anything about anything and it's maddening it's from a researcher's perspective it's absolutely maddening so i don't know what the hell he's talking about here um i like this quote he says he says esg has been surprisingly inclusive the only things that that are not liked are some of the carbon industries and bitcoin so that's what he thinks of esg that they like Uh, first of all he's saying that they they're a hate factory that has a lot of enemies, but he's saying that the only thing they don't like actually are carbon companies and bitcoins. I don't really know. Help me well, out there. Well, there's an there's an ellipsis there. Yeah. Into because the other companies are subject to political control. Those would be the woke companies, right? Which the grand irony is, yeah. carbon industries are largely state-owned industries. Okay. Like globally, yeah, true. it's like I don't what uh, like, like Gazprom, <laughs> which has been in the news in Russia. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand. I I'm, I don't understand any of it. Yeah. Like it's so, it's so lacking any real substance. Not to mention the fact that ESG is just like a bunch of data that you like use. Uh, forgetting if you just put that aside. No, it's a hate factor. ESG doesn't hate or like anything. Yeah, like yeah, it's not a thing that it hates. We make that point a lot, and I think that uh, Courtney coming on it, it demonstrates this point: is that y- you can have your own personal biases, which I do, and I might use ESG data to point me in that direction. I might talk a lot about CEO pay ratio if that's my thing, but that's not what ESG is. ESG is a collection yeah. of data, and you can analyze it from any perspective that you need to. It has no. It's not left. It's not right. It's nothing. It, all it really is. Maybe you could call it academic because there's a pursuit of knowledge, a pursuit of data. That's about it. I don't know. It's not left. I mean, sh- showing a picture of Larry Fink's face <laughs> and talking about woke companies in ESG. I don't get that. When either. his last letter yeah. literally said ESG is not woke, mm-hmm. we don't do like. I, I, it's like there's so much circuitous. It's so simplified yeah. as to basically like it's. It was like he was looking for cheers from an aud- from a stupid is, audience that is what he's doing and the audience doesn't doesn't really give the him the love he's looking seem for. to care no they don't seem to care all right <laughs> so did, he also really did not care he this is where he um okay he's talking a lot about esg this is where he likens ipos to a government takeover um which is yeah, uh, which well, is obviously interesting from a man who has been a part of a lot of ipos some of the most famous lucrative ipos in recent american you know corporate history hmm. i mean he runs the founders fund mm-hmm. which they basically is a venture fund to, that helps companies ipo right and on top of that earlier he says money managers intentionally keep things complicated because if you all only had to buy bitcoin what would they do says a guy who's a money manager he's <laughs> yeah, actually yeah. raising who, and managing them yeah who has raised his billions on the open ipo market essentially unbelievable yeah, so there you go 
Uh, and he says, so this is this is why he's talking about this because he says the good part about Bitcoin is that it's not a company, does not have a board. We don't know who Satoshi is, and I will agree with him here. I, <laughs> I will agree with him here that I don't know who that f Satoshi is either. I don't even know what Satoshi. What is Satoshi? I don't even know what he's talking about. He's supposedly the Jesus of Bitcoin. He's okay. the unknown, unknown. Fine. Founder. So he he wins on that one. All right. So finally, we can wrap this up. Uh, he he finally he's he's you know he's cultivating his list of enemies. He's he's, he's going somewhere, and this is where he's going. Uh, he's going to a group of people. And Emma, if you could put up that last, no, that, that fourth image. Uh, this is great. That, that's, <laughs> that's the, this is what he calls the, the, he calls them the finance gerontocracy. Okay. Yeah. Not yeah. even the financial gerontocracy. I don't know. The finance gerontocracy that runs the country. And he means the United States. Uh, that's what he's referring to. Although if you look closely at this picture, Matt, first of all, it's centered on Larry Fink's big ESG head. And he's flanked, <laughs> He's flanked by Warren Buffett and Jamie Dimon. And then behind yeah. him is a row of what looks like, I suppose, the leaders of the Chinese Communist Party, right? Is that what we're seeing? And then there's New York behind that. And then yeah. and then are there <laughs> mountains behind that? Because there are no mountains in New York City. Oh, no, that's, that's that's Warren Buffett's shoulder. Okay, I see what's going on here. Okay. Mm -hmm. I, I, I really, if you're Brian Moynihan, yeah. the CEO of Bank of America, are you happy <laughs> that you're not in this picture? Or are you, ups are you yeah. upset that you're not in this what picture? What about Jane Frazier? Mm. Yeah, what about Jane Frazier? Like, yeah. oh, I mean, they're too young to be part of the gerontocracy, sure. maybe? Let's um, talk about the gerontocracy. So uh, the gerontocracy, I guess, is supposed to refer to to people in their 80s, right? Isn't that what they're... I don't, I don't know, but he, yeah. he lists as part of, like, the enemies accountants, HR, and legal as part of this, like, finance gerontocracy, the, the, the New York... And what struck me when he lists them is he, they're token female roles at these corporations yeah. most of the time, right? Like, Nagging, and he's actually at least overlooking. At, yeah. At least on this point, he's very consistent because his firm, which is the Founders mm -hmm. Fund, there's 18 people on the management team, three women, and two people of color. And don't worry, because one of the women is the head of communications at at, at the at his, at his company. Well, and it's true too. The entire speech is not a whiff of a person of color or a woman anywhere in the speech. They're not even a no, reference. No, that would be woke. Not, not even on the enemy list. I, okay, right. So the woke company, but but even the woke poster child is Larry Fink. So I don't. Anyway, um, <laughs> man. So the, the definition of a gerontocracy is a, a state run by old people. I was looking at the the ages. So Peter Thiel is fifty four. Jamie Dimon is sixty six. Is that enough of a difference here that uh, no wait that, what <laughs> yeah i don't I, yeah i don't i don't know I, it, that doesn't that, i'm like not won by that argument yeah <laughs> so here's what so here's where we come to in the speech we've come to the the final the conclusion and this is what this whole thing is about is is this is about the finance gerontocracy versus the revolutionary youth movement these are his words and i guess by what he's told us is the finance uh, gerontocracy is a collection of woke companies and ESG purveyors. That's that's what the finance gerontocracy is. Like it. And the yep. revolu revolutionary youth movement, miraculously including Peter Thiel at 54, is Bitcoin, right? And, and as Emma has put up, his idea of youth, I suppose, is Miami, Miami. Florida. <laughs> yeah, which, which to a lot of us, especially on the East Coast, is the opposite uh, of youth. Is where old people well, go to retire. Go to, go to die. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't 
Isn't yeah. the crypto establishment trying to make Miami like the crypto yes. epicenter of the country, world, whatever? I think I think that's amazing um, that they don't understand the irony of that, given that the amount of energy it takes to mine Bitcoin is helping to destroy the planet. Yay. And the first place in the United States that's going to be underwater is actually Miami. Oh, yeah. Miami is that's a good the, point like too. ground zero. Yeah. So they're going to make the headquarters of Bitcoin in the United States a, a place that is definitely going to be underwater in 20 years. But Matt, I think they're solving that with those three-foot surf walls. That's going to take care of it. I did see that. Yeah, yeah. that should take care of yeah. the ocean. The next eight years. Yes. Yeah. Um, the ocean. Look, Florida really what Florida has become in the current age is it's the it's really it's the resting place for the frenetic the, the lunatic fringe, right? I mean it's the MAGA, it's the new MAGA world. I, I guess that's what it means by this. it's not youth. We we don't associate Florida with youth. We associate them with with yeah. libertarian freaks. That's or, the other thing is that Miami is definitely a very different place than other locations in Florida. But when yeah. I say Florida, does your brain go youth? No, it goes retirement no. home. Oh, let's try it. Let's try it. You yeah. say Florida. Go ahead. <laughs> it definitely does not go to youth. Miami, again, has become the place where a lot of the, 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 the angry MAGA billionaires are relocating them, right? That's what we know. The Kushners, the Trumps, right? The, the, this, yeah, it's this still is all about DeSantis. Yeah. But, again, youth doesn't mean youth here, Emma. It, it no. literally means Bitcoin. Again, he oh. the, the finance gerontocracy, which is ESG woke versus the revolutionary youth movement, which actually means Bitcoin. Uh, again, these are all his quotes. And the, the conference ends with this moment where he says, and I probably should have had you pull a clip on this, but I'll just tell you what he says. He says, the last part of his speech, quote, and we have to just go out from this conference and uh, take over the world, end quote. Yeah. So that's, yeah. that's what yeah. this is. Cry. And, yeah, and really, when you when you listen to the speech and you hear the simplicity of it, and you hear the, like the the, the, the words, the, the the diction of it, it does sound a lot hey. like it sounds a lot like Trump's January sixth insurrection speech. There's a, there's a there's a similar vibe to it, right? There's like a rallying of the of, of the Ooh. what did I say? I like being beeped though. It's a rallying of the crazies, but that's it. That's the Peter Thiel, 2020 Bitcoin conference keynote address covered by. Business pants. Did I leave anything out? Matt? Here's what I here's yeah. I, here's what I like about yeah. ending it with let's go from this conference to take over the world. Do you remember all the other revolutions that started at a conference <laughs> that cost two hundred forty nine dollars a day to go to? All of them start yeah. there. That's where it's that's where it happens. Yeah. Well, played. wait. That's a good question. Not to, to to ruin a good point, which has been this masterful performance that we've we've given to you, but. To, to the Bitcoin conference, you do pay in Bitcoin, right? It, the website doesn't ask you to pay in dollars, does it? Someone Actually, should check into it, that. It, it literally says pay with dollars or pay with Bitcoin. No, so, it doesn't. See, that's, that's yes, not it does. fair. See, that's, you, that's, that's hardly a revolution. You, you have the yeah. option to pay with either. <laughs> that's terrible. Because what if you don't have any Bitcoin, but yes. you want to go to the Bitcoin conference? Well, I guess Larry Fink is preventing you from owning it or something If like it wasn't that. for the gerontocracy... You'd just be paying in Bitcoin. Yeah. Okay. That's all I got. <laughs> That's all we've got. Because this is like a six-hour show. Yeah, we Happy promise. birthday, we'll, Damien. Yeah. We'll get back to our normal shorter shows, but we had to, we had to do this. We had, we had to cover Peter, the, the, the wonderful, lovely, beautiful Peter Thiel. Yeah. That's 
not the way you started the show. That is Emma Lurking. <laughs> I am Damian Rollis. No, I am Matt Muscardi. That is Damian Rollis. We are Free Float Media. If you like this, we'll be back tomorrow with more Business Pants. Goodbye. Goodbye.